Today on Building in Faith with Pastor Ed Jones. Building in Faith. A criticism, an unkind word, just not even thinking what they're saying. Suddenly you can destroy and hurt and wound people in incredible ways. We're talking about the power of the tongue to destroy. James is saying, have controlled speech. Don't just put your, you know, uh, mouth in gear without your mind in gear. Think about what you're saying. Reaching up high with arms open wide we see. You're changing our lives so we can be our hands and feet. As Pastor Ed continues to teach through the book of James, he'll be challenging us to understand how important it is to have control over our tongue. The Bible has a plethora of scripture that warns about the destructive power of our words. We can either use our speech to uplift others, to preach the gospel, to make a positive impact in people's lives, or we can use it to slander, belittle, and discourage. It has been said that God gave us one mouth and two ears so that we should listen more and speak less. Now here's Pastor Ed with today's edition of Building in Faith. Building in Faith. James chapter 3. Now as I read the text, I'm trying to read the text in the way that James wrote it, conveying his thoughts his feelings, and his emotions as he spoke to the church and gave them a word of instruction. James 3, not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, he's a perfect man able to keep his whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grape 
vine bear figs, neither can salt spring produce fresh water. I'm sure the Poughkeepsie Journal would not have something happen like happened in 1899. At least I hope it wouldn't. In 1899 in Denver, Colorado, there were four journalists, newspaper reporters, Hal Stevens, Jack Tornay, John Lewis, and Hal Wilshire. And they needed an article for the paper that Sunday. They met together, and they were waiting at the train stop, hoping that some celebrity would come along, and they could interview them, and there they would have an article. But nobody came. And so they started the brainstorm, and they said, let's make up a story. And they said, well, if we make up a story about something that is national, it can be checked out. They can verify the facts and repudiate it. Now let's make a story about something that's international. And so they said, China is far enough. And they began the brainstorm there in the bar in the hotel room that they were at. And they thought, the China Wall. We'll say, China's going to take down the China Wall. That would be a great story. One of them said, who will believe that? You've got to come up with a reason. Well, they want to have a message of goodwill that they're opening up trade and international relationships. And so they said, yeah, we'll do it. They went over to the hotel and they registered in four fictitious names. And the next morning, all four of them, papers, on the front page ran the story. The Times headline read this. Great Chinese wall doomed. Peking, Peking seeks world trade. Now, that newspaper in Denver, Colorado, was read by those on the East Coast as well. And so they took the story and expanded on it. And then the story went overseas. The Chinese government was infuriated. Westerners coming to China, talking about taking down uh, our great monument, the Chinese Wall. What happened is it spurred on a rebellion. And there was a group that became angry. They went to the embassies in Peking and uh, ransacked them. Hundreds of missionaries lost their lives. They sent from outside 12,000 troops to protect uh, their, their citizens from uh, the foreign lands that were in Peking. That became the Boxer Rebellion. Just somebody making up a story. Does that happen in church? I'm afraid that we need to put a sign up by people. Danger, tongues at work. I mean, you've been on the road and you've seen those signs, danger, men at work. Well, maybe we need to have a sign, danger, tongues at work. James was a pastor, a leader of the early church, and he understood the havoc that loose tongues made of the church. And so he directs our attention 
to the destructive nature of the tongue. The destructive nature of the uncontrolled tongue in verse 5. So also, the tongue is a small thing. But what enormous damage it can do. A tiny spark can set a great forest afire. What he's doing is setting up a contrast. Here's a match. Here's a huge forest. And that match could wipe out that huge forest. What a contrast. Such a small thing, the tongue. What great harm it could do. And great, great damage it could bring about. I read about a pastor, or heard about a pastor, rather, who was speaking on the tongue. And he had a bag. And he brought this bag into the congregation. And the first thing he did was took out a knife. And he talked about the different, different ways that knives are used in murders. Do you know there are about fifteen to 20,000 murders every year in the United States? And the knife plays about 15% in those murders. And then the pastor took out a gun. And he said, people are shot every year, killed. Sometimes domestically and sometimes in gang wars and other related uh, uh, encounters. 65% of all the murders in the United States are committed by a gun. But you know there's something more than just a, a knife and a gun. You don't ha need a knife backstab somebody. You don't need a gun to shoot off your mouth and wound a person. There was a note found in the woman's, on a woman's person. She had drowned to death. She had committed suicide from what they could observe. And she had no form of identification on her. The only thing was a small note in her pocket. And it only had two words on it. It said, they said, they said, somehow, someone, people said things that brought such depression on her that she took her own life. What James does is draws our attention to the devastation of an uncontrolled tongue. The devastation of an uncontrolled tongue. Again in verse 5, so also the tongue is a small thing. But what enormous damage it can do. A tiny spark can set a great forest afire. A tiny spark. That's all it takes. Janice Stevenson got out of her car and she was in the Black Hills of South Dakota. She decided to light her cigarette and she threw her unlit match down. And she just walked off. That was August the 24th. It took two weeks for firefighters to put out that fire. It wasn't until September 8th that that fire was put out. And thousands of acres of forest were destroyed. A word just off the cuff. Not even thinking. A criticism, an unkind word, just not even thinking what they're saying. Suddenly you can destroy and hurt and wound people in incredible ways. We're talking about the power of the tongue to destroy. 
James is saying, have controlled speech. Don't just put your you know, uh, mouth in gear without your mind in gear. Think about what you're saying. James Watch the havoc that worked in the church and how people's lives were destroyed. How quickly we speak judgmental words without even knowing all of the circumstances, without even knowing all of the situation. We can say a caustic word that sets aflame. A fire of destruction. Families have been broken up by words spoken in that family. Friendships have been severed because words spoken. Relationships destroyed. Churches ripped apart because careless words said. In Proverbs 16.27 it says, An ungodly man digs up evil and it is on his lips like a burning fire. Don't set a flame a forest fire of destruction. Don't destroy another person's life. Don't go looking for things that you can say. If there's nothing you can say that's good, don't say anything. Get on your knees. You know, Christians have a real sophisticated way of doing it, though. Uh, yes, hi, sister so-and-so. Yes, I just wanted to share with you a prayer request. And then on they go. Listen, put this sign right by your phone. One of the sisters in the church said, I have this sign in my kitchen. Matt, maybe you could make a few of these. It says, Lord, please put your arm around my shoulders and your hand over my mouth. Good advice. Good advice. Yeah. The tongue can cause such destruction out of proportion to its size. You see, not only the devastation of an uncontrolled tongue, but the danger of an uncontrolled tongue. Listen to these words. Listen to the nouns that James piles up in verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. If you'll leave that up, Pastor Dan, take a look at that verse. The tongue is a fire, a very world of iniquity. What it's saying in that phrase is this. The tongue can reflect a world of sin. All of the sins that could be committed by the tongue and expressed by the tongue. It's a world of iniquity. It can wrap up as it were. It could summarize that as it were. All the sins of mankind. The tongue has such power to sin. The tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the whole body. Somehow God has given the tongue a great power. It can defile you. And that word defile can be translated stain. It can stain 
your life on the inside. You begin gossiping. You begin talking. You begin backbiting. You begin putting people down. You have a critical spirit. Do you know what happens? You become defiled on the inside. Spiritually, it impacts you. It goes down into your being, down into your soul. It impacts your relationship with God, your relationship with others, and your relationship with yourself. And so James says, be careful. It will defile you. What you say will ruin you. What you say will destroy the life of God within you. James has a lot to say about the tongue. Do you know we are, we're called to be compassionate, to care for the needy, to care for the poor? That's a theme in the book of James. We're told that true religion cares for the needy. But in the same breath, he says, true religion controls its tongue. In James's theology, in his ethic, he is saying that true religion is reflected by our concern for the poor. And we all know that. We all want to give to missions and help those less fortunate than ourselves. But also, true religion is just as reflected as in how we control our tongue. Now, now James takes us a step further. Look what the text says. It sets on course, on fire, the course of our whole life. Uh, that was a way of saying from birth to death, the ups and the downs of life, the, as it were, ins and the outs of life, every aspect of our life can be impacted by a loose tongue. That's critical. You can destroy the good that you've done, you can hurt yourself and hurt others. It's set on fire the course of our whole life. And then he goes even a step further. And it is set on fire by hell. Do you know what he's saying there? Satan is fanning the flames. I've heard it said that Satan's most powerful instrument is discouragement. Well, I know discouragement can be very, very powerful. But I believe that more powerful is the tongue. And what James is telling us is that gossip, critical words, caustic words, rumors, all of those things are set on fire by Satan and by hell. And that's Satan's instrument. Did you ever think of your tongue being Satan's instrument? It can be. God wants us to control our speech, to control what we say. The evils of an uncontrolled tongue have a connection with the unseen spiritual world of evil. Wow. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He wants to rip people to shreds. He wants to destroy them. Don't be his accomplice. Don't let him use your lips, your mouth. It's, it's a powerful word, but a needed word. He goes on and shows us that not only the destructive nature of an uncontrolled tongue, but he takes us in further the untamable nature of an uncontrolled tongue. The untamable nature of an uncontrolled tongue. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, creatures of the sea are being tamed 
and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. When he speaks in verse 7, he's taking us back to the creation narrative in Genesis. When God told us that man would have dominion over all creation. He says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Man has the power to tame and to train wild animals. The king of the beast, the lion, could be made to stand on a stool. An elephant that can pull in tons with such great strength could be made to stand on its hind feet and do tricks. The whale and the um, dolphins eat out of their trainer's hand and will jump through hoops at SeaWorld for you. The snake can be charmed by music and controlled. And James says, we can do all of that, but we cannot tame the tongue. You think you have it down. And all of a sudden, someone says something about somebody else, and you chime in a negative response. All of a sudden, something slips out of your heart, and you didn't even know it was there, and you're surprised at the way you responded. It's something for you to check your own life with and say, oh, God, change my heart. There's something in there that I didn't realize. See, that tongue is a thermometer. It measures our spiritual temperature on the inside. It tells us what's inside. It's a revelation of our heart. And the tongue is an ambassador of the heart. It shows you what's going on spiritually. James says it's a restless evil. It's a picture of a wild beast roaming and walking back and forth in the cage, ready to get out. A picture, perhaps, of a poisonous snake slithering back and forth, looking for a place to escape. That's the way our tongues are. No man can tame it. And then he says something more. It's a deadly poison. A deadly poison. It's more than Sinai. It will destroy people's life. Character assassination, destroy the credibility of people, destroy relationships. God help us. If we're really sanctified and really growing in sanctification, we should tame the tongue. We should say, Lord, tame my tongue. No man, the text says, can tame the tongue. But I thank God that God can. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. When God's Spirit dwells in you and fills you, God helps you to control that loose tongue. I remember one lady, Sue. Sue came to me and she said, Pastor, for years and years, I had such a trouble with gossip. I would talk about people. I'd criticize people. It was my pastime. And she said, God's been changing my heart. And I watched as God changed her heart all of a sudden, God began to use her in the gifts of the Spirit in our church in Wilmington. She began to step out and be used by God in incredible ways. Will you give your tongue to the Lord? 
Will you let him control it? Now, James is going to take us a step further. I know it makes us uncomfortable, but he's going to take us into a worship service. He talks about not only the untainable nature of the tongue. Before we go to that point, let me read a little piece of poetry that I had written down. There is a lust in man no charm can tame of loudly publishing his neighbor's shame. Hence, on eagles' wings immortal scandals fly, while virtuous actions are but born and die. Building in Faith Programs like Building in Faith are wonderful, and we do know that God uses them in the lives of countless believers. We also know that just hearing God's Word is not enough. We must put into practice those things that we are learning. Pastor Ed is taking us through the book of James. We'll learn that we must be doers of the Word and not hearers only. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Building in Faith. You've been listening to Building in Faith, the radio ministry of Dr. Edward Jones of Faith Assembly in Poughkeepsie, New York. Now we want to encourage you to log on to buildinginfaithradio.com and spend some time getting to know us. Again, to follow Building in Faith and access the archive of messages, log on to buildinginfaithradio.com. When you visit the site, you'll only need to remember today's date. Simply click on today's date. You can listen, download, and even share this message with your friends and family via Facebook and Twitter. If you have any questions, call us. Our phone number is 845-462-5955. That's 845-462-5955. Well, that's all the time we have for today. In the next edition of Building in Faith, Pastor Ed will continue sharing messages from the book of James. So be sure to join us. Until then, may God richly bless you. Your word restores.